<laughs> Here we go. Okay, so okay. what happened is it uh, just erased about, I'd say, a good 30 minutes. 20 30? minutes. Really? No 20, minutes 20 minutes of talking. Uh, so this is the first podcast. I'm Tyler Toby Townsend. This is... And uh, Martin Geronimo. And... Martin said, because he was the one talking the whole talking time. The last 20 minutes. <laughs> so, we're going to try this again. I'm going to keep moving the mouse. And uh, we're doing introductions here. So, Martin, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. have to start over. That's all good. All right. <clears throat> well, I guess it started off when I was a baby, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and no. this is, his name is Martin Geronimo. Martin, yeah. Not yeah. Martin Geronimo. Or Martin Geronimo. Or... Yeah. It's Martin, Martin Geronimo. Yeah, it's funny. I, did I tell you how I changed the Martin into Martin? It was no. Martin. It was Martin for a long time. Everyone was calling me Martin. Everyone was calling me Martin. Why? Because it, it's it's a, it's an English name, and that's what yes. how Americans say it. <clears throat> but uh, I was in high school, and I was in the math class, and this this one chick out of randomly because she said she said, uh, "Why is your name Martin?" I'm like, Cause "That's my name," but you're Mexican, aren't you? Shouldn't it be like Martine? And I was like, you're right. It's got to be Martine. So since that time, I think it was ninth or 10th grade. No, no, no. Was it Was it high school? No, no, no. It was middle school. Middle school. Eighth grade. Middle school. They told, I switched it over to Martine. Wait a minute. So your family even called you Martin? No, because in Spanish it's Martine. Okay. So they, right. they would say, they would call it like that i wanted to make yeah. sure you didn't just change it yeah midway through life right. just because you felt well, like it, it was for other people who speak english you know it yeah. was martin martin everyone speaks martin just like my name is taylor in spanish that's what everyone oh, calls really? me taylor. and i don't know why and yeah. they even spell it taylor when they write to me and it's t-a-y-l-o-r uh-huh. as well okay Okay. Because you know. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. They'll do that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I switched it over to Martine. So that's, that's the, the history on Martine. Um, <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mentioned earlier, you know, how I was born in Mexico. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, so first generation up here, my, my parents, you know, they were young when they first came up here. So, you know, 17, 18 years old. My mom was actually, uh, I was going to, I missed this part. But mom, I was going to be born in the U.S. My mom and oh. dad were already over here. But my mom heard someone tell her that if you have a Hispanic or Mexican family have a baby in the United States, the government will take the baby away. So my mom was like, screw that, I'm going down to Mexico. Right. So I think she was eight months pregnant with me, and she went down to Mexico, had me. A couple months later, my, she got pregnant again with my sister, and she's like, no, I'm going to go back up. A to- couple months later? After you yeah, were born? Cause, yeah, because we I was only a year... Man. Your dad was busy. Yeah, a year and three months. I'm only a, yeah, I'm only a year and three months uh, uh, older than my sister. Dang, she really went for it. Yeah, yeah. So it was still a couple of months when it went down, you know? Jeez. So, uh, <clears throat> and all, it's funny because all three of us are, are, pretty, are pretty close to me, my sister, and my brother. Um, so, so, yeah, so uh, when that happened, you know, we came up... The United States, and my sister was born. You know, we we lived in Idaho was our first stop, right? <clears throat> just because of work. My dad found work up here, so he was working out in the you know in the farm, you know, picking you know fruits and or whatever he was doing. I don't know exactly what it was, but uh, he uh, you know gradually kind of moved, kind of was way up, got into farm, 
farming, you know. So there was this guy in uh, Idaho, Hamer, Idaho, is where we kind of were raised early childhood, um, pretty close to uh, Idaho Falls, but it's a pretty small town. Okay. And uh, so he started doing farming, you know, cattle, uh, hay, horses. Um, he would take care of them, you know, and, and I guess when they were being born, he would be out there, you know, oh, pulling, pulling them out. Yeah, huh? pulling them out. Jeez. But uh, it was the winters were just bad. You know, it was snow three, four, five feet, some areas, and he just he couldn't work there. He couldn't continue doing that. So we had a we traveled quite a bit. We went down to California to, to we were living in Montana, Utah, um, Nevada for a little bit. We never. It's funny we never lived in Washington, but we lived all in those states, and and then uh, there was a point where the relationship wasn't the best. And it started off young, and I can remember just being dropped off, and we were heading from Idaho to down to uh, to Mexico to right. for Christmas vacation, I guess. And uh, I just remember being the fights, and my dad dropping us off to say, "Hey, you pulled over right here and dropped us off in Oakland." And we we're living on the streets. I want to say living on the streets, but we were, right away, kind of my mom, kind of she figured, you know, she was like, "Oh, well, I need some help," you know. So asked her help. We got thrown into a uh uh one of those um how do you call those kind it's of a shelter. it's a shelter yeah yeah, yeah. So. okay just no yeah it's just a shelter for for like women you know with no husband with children <clears throat> Raphael was called Raphael's house and then i remember the thing that i remember when we were being there every day every morning at 6 30 they would come in knock on our door and say three six thirty, wake up every morning that's what they would do to us and and then uh, I remember just being there through hot through Christmas, and you know, kind of, we were all part of this like play. We were angels, and yeah, so nice. so all the you know all the kids That's and stuff. Cute. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so after that, my dad, you know, he came back, found us because we were visiting my aunt that lives pretty close to there, and uh, I was the one to answer the door when he came back a second time looking for us, and he was like, "Come on, you know, grab us," and said, "Let's go." You know, my mom's. She decided to go with him after the you know the way she was being treated, and and still <clears throat> ended up uh, leaving uh, my aunt's house. And my aunt said, you know, if you leave, uh, don't don't come back, you know. But she left and didn't care. And um, so after that, you know, we were last time in Mexico, two thousand two thousand one. It was right after the Twin Towers fell, and because it was my brother's birthday, my brother's on. September 11th. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So we were sitting at the table and got this call that everything was happening. And a couple months later, we uh, went back to Mexico. And we lived there for another year or so because I was about nine. Because I remember coming back and it was my 10th birthday. And we lived, we moved to uh, Oregon, to Washington. We were living in, right south of Seattle. And that's kind of where the rest of my childhood went until I left on my mission. You know, I, I was... Involved in, in sports, you know, did some drawing, you know, got into that. But the drawing actually started a lot, a lot younger. But the portraits didn't start until I was 16, 15, you know. So <clears throat> I started doing that. Um, sports, got into sports earlier in my, you know, when I was still living in Idaho. I did some wrestling, baseball, basketball, ultimate frisbee, uh, <laughs> soccer. Uh, stayed with soccer. And then... Uh, the other ones uh, kind of faded in and out, but I told, I told my parents, you know, hey, just, just, it just kept me in one, you know, one sport. You know, I could have been, 
good at one. I, I could have yeah. been a pro at one sport and being mediocre at a bunch of sports. You know, being I was athletically inclined, so I could kind of you know adapt to any sport uh, growing up. Then I got into into boxing. My later teens got into boxing. You know, we're still doing soccer. Um, but uh, did I tell you why I left boxing? Mm-mm. But my friend getting shot. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we were. Uh, so we were. We were um, uh, boxing, and we were. We were pretty close. You know, we all had our friends. So our group of friends. So we had this party, and it was. I think. I if it, I think it was his niece's birthday, and we were chilling. It was just a family thing. And what I hated about Seattle is. People just kind of walk down the streets. They see a party and they'll go in, you know. Oh, yeah. So there's these guys, these you know Mexican guys. They they come in. There's three of them. They come in and we're trying to kick them out. Like, hey man, this is just a family event. You know, can't have you guys here. Then they started going, you know, crazy on us and and we kicked them out. <clears throat> His older brother <clears throat> tried to you know was kicking them out, pushing them out. They got outside the door and then we heard a gunshot. And he comes in holding his leg and falls down to the ground, and then. My friend, his younger brother, gets mad, runs outside. When he's running outside, they shoot him in his chest. Oh, jeez. And then drops, shoot him in the back, and they dip. And they get caught or anything? It took them a couple couple weeks. Yeah, it wasn't too long. They caught, I think, one or two guys, two guys right away. But the one that shot him, I think he f- went down to Mexico. But my sister had a friend. And that friend was the sister of that guy. So I guess she turned him in. You know, oh, say where dang. he was. Yeah, so they caught him. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of why I kind of left boxing. It's just you know I didn't you know because we're just we're we're partners. You know we we're kind of like you know going as buddies. But uh, yeah, so I kind of you know I left after that, and then uh, uh, I was I think I right around this time too it was deciding to go on a mission or not. You know for the church and uh, didn't want to go for the longest. My parents kept on pushing, like, hey, you got to go. You're going to go. This is your duty. You got to do this. But I was like, you know, I, I I, hate that about myself is if someone tells me to even home, like basic homework, they're telling me I have to do my homework just because they're telling me to do my homework. I didn't do it. Yeah. You know, I was, I'm, I'm pretty capable of doing, I'm, I'm pretty smart. But just because the crowd of people I was hanging out with, they didn't think that stuff was smart. You know, they didn't think that thing, sorry, that stuff was cool. So... I didn't do my my homework because other people were doing their homework. So right. when my parents were telling me, you got to go on your mission because everyone's doing it, I, <clears throat> my decision to go on a mission, you know, was going away because I'm like, I don't want to be like them and, and go on a mission. But a lot of a sudden, you know, I just, it changed and decided to go. I went to Portland, Oregon, uh, you know, about a three hour drive from where I was living at. I was thinking, you know, somewhere far, you know, Europe. You know, somewhere Spanish-speaking or, or French-speaking is what I wanted to do. Um, but uh, but went to Portland, Oregon, and, you know, I don't regret it. You know, it was it was life-changing. You know, it, it put me on a, I guess, on a better path than where I was going. You know, I had friends that had, you know, drugs, alcohol, and, you know, just not really doing a lot with their lives. And right. I was going to follow that same path, you know, if I would have just stayed there, you know. And um, so I got home, you know, I... I grew this relationship with a bunch of people down in, in Portland, Salem area. And one of those areas that I was serving was my wife, you know, and she was, 
she was she just recently got from Mexico like a year or so and uh and she already had a kid from her last relationship you know the guy was she found out she was pregnant and then he found out and he's like I can't do this so he dips you know Ouch. yeah kind of left her by herself but my you know my my uh, mother-in-law took her in you know her mom took her in and would help her she said hey as long as you're working as long as you're doing what you're supposed to be doing to raise the kid you know you could be here so yeah so that happened so about a, yeah, like I said about a year or so she came up to, to the United States and um, a couple months after I was done with mission got done with mission right around March 2013 uh, and uh, a couple of weeks later I get a text from her from on Facebook Messenger and it was uh, saying hey you know congrats I saw that you got home and from there, about to about two weeks, we're just talking every day, you know. Nice. And then, uh, so I went down for her birthday, which was uh, April 11th, and I surprised her. You know, the next day we got together. Oh shoot! So we got together, and then in Jan in July, I remember July 26th, uh, which is only three months later, I asked her to marry me. She said yeah. And then from January to November 2nd. Oh, sorry, July to November second, another three months. We got married, uh, but uh, so so yeah. So now we're married. You know, I was you know I would uh, uh, bring Alex, which is you know her son, into my life, and he you know I I know I'm his dad. You know, and I've I've had him since how since he was uh, four years old. So he'll be he's eleven. He just turned eleven back in July. So um, great relationship there, and so kind of to the yeah, point he's where a I'm good kid. Yeah, yeah, he pretty is, smart man. and real smart. Yeah. Loves reading. Oh yeah, he's a good kid. Yeah, he yeah, is, yeah. Man. So I would just think like, oh, well, how would he be, you know, if he would have had, you know, I guess that other life with his dad. Need to worry about right? that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so that's kind of like you know the the, the like, I guess the first beginning you know of to where I'm right now. Uh, you know, we had. Uh, we started working together. Me and my wife started doing janitorial business, well, cleaning for this for this company, and uh, it was actually my first official job because, you know, I came from Mexico, and you know, we didn't I didn't have anything to be legal here, you know. Right. But then I was able to get into DACA, the program for Dreamers, and I was able to get you know able to work and get licensed, and and so uh, so I started doing that, and then. You know, we were together for I want to say a couple months until probably until she got pregnant with um, our first child. You know, between us, and and uh, she went into another company working. So it was just we were always together, and it was it was giving. You know, we were putting, uh, we were having always fighting, just because we would see each other. We were dating during the day, and then five o'clock we'll go back out and work until two three o'clock in the morning together. So it was hard because we were getting to a point where we didn't even talk to each other because it was just like, okay, I'm already kind of tired of looking at you, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but at the same time, our relationship was kind of going down after that because um, I was, so before my mission, I was talking with this other uh, with this other girl, you know? She she had other problems, you know? She had, she was suicidal and, and she, no one really paid attention to her, so... I try to, I guess, I stepped in as a friend to, to help her out since I was like 15, 16 years old. Um, and I think she, you know, she she thought it was a different, you know, kind of relationship that I wanted to have with her. And, and you know, 
the way she was wasn't for me, but I wanted to be there to help her out. But then her mom started pushing like, oh, you guys are going to get married. You're going to have a life together when you come back from your mission. You guys are going to be perfect. Um, and so I go on my mission, you know, go on my mission and I get a letter or two from her. So I'll respond like every other month, couple months, I'll get her something and she'll be saying, hey, I'm in this relationship. What do I do? I'm, you know, having these thoughts again. And so I would kind of help her, you know, in those those times. Uh, so I got back home and it didn't help that I was still talking to her while I was talking to my wife and, right. you know, getting to know, I guess, you know, my wife and, and still talking to uh, this other chick. And she, uh, so then uh, when we were, got married, I was still talking, you know, but it was more like just the friends, you know, like she was telling me her other things that was going on. So that's a point where it was, she, my wife found out, it's weird because I think, I think that other chick made a Facebook page and sent a message over to my wife. That's what I'm thinking and said, hey, don't trust him, you know, or something like that. Or he doesn't trust you, you mm -hmm. know. But it was just, I don't know. She, like I said, she's a little, a little crazy, you know. Um, the other girl. The other girl. Wife. No, yeah, no, no. <laughs> the other girl. No, you know, and you know, my wife is, you know, when when I first started talking to her, I knew it was, it, it had to be her, you know. It was, right. it was her, you know. I know uh, she was put in, or I was put in her, you know, spot or in her with, you know, she with me, uh, and you know, don't regret it. There's no nothing to regret there, and um, happy with my life, happy with my wife, and. We have three kids, you know, but uh, uh, our first pregnancy didn't go as well as, you know, we wanted, you know, about three, four months into the pregnancy, she, it was our, what is it, our, uh, the checkup to find out what the sex is of the baby. Right. And <clears throat> so we go and, and I guess it turns out that uh, baby passed away, you know, yeah. so uh you know pretty upset you know that it was pretty pretty big impact you know but i think what got me through it was the time i was on my mission you know i learned about god's plan for all of us and uh knowing that it was it it hurt you know <clears throat> it hurt but then i was able to think okay well this is what will happen you know we were able to you know from our beliefs we know we'll be able to see him again you know, and my wife, I think, you know, it impacted her a lot. You know, she was still kind of new to the church. Yeah, that and that to, ruins uh, some people. Oh, yeah. And it, and it ruins relationships. It ruins people. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and it, she was blaming herself, you know, for the whole thing. And, you know, it's just we can't blame anyone. It's not, you know. Right. Things if, happen. Yeah, things happen. Yeah. You know, so uh, so that was kind of, you know, one of our, I guess our, our first big obstacle together. You know, yeah. it's just going through going through the motions of that. Of losing our first baby but then uh kind of right away we were like we we gotta have another one you know yeah. even though she's even though we said we we're gonna wait two years just because we don't want something like this to happen again but no man a couple you know lots, months later you know i can't keep it in the pants so you know it's just <laughs> uh and then we're getting pregnant you know got pregnant again with with alexis you know and right now he's uh you know healthy boy uh he's you know, funny, outgoing, you know, super sweet, super lovable. Slightly insane. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's just... Uh, and then, uh, you know, has a little bit of, of a speech impediment, but, um, you know, we're doing therapy, and so he's... Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, and you he's, can't really tell. No, yeah. No, before, even like right now, my daughter's she's three, Alexia, and she can 
she speaks more than Alexis. I don't know if you're. Have you ever? I don't think you heard him like in a conversation setting with them. With them. No, I mean we haven't really <clears throat> talked. Talked. I mean yeah. I do hear him speak. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But and it is now that you kind of mention it. Yeah. Yeah. But Alexia, she she can express herself a lot more, and she's only right. three. When he was three, he was just like, eh, I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, he was just kind of mumble, you know. Right. He 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 wanted to talk, but he just couldn't, you know. So for I think for a year and a half, he was doing therapy, and um, now he's a lot better, you know. Now he's able to, you know, tell us what he wants, you know. When you know he's more into English now, he doesn't want to do Spanish. Oh, no. It's just because I don't know Spanish is a little harder for some reason. The words are a lot longer than in, than that same word in English. You know, okay. in English it could be three, you know, two or three letter word. In Spanish it could be like five or six, and it has like three. What is it called? Uh, what are the what are the like the conjugation? Uh, yeah, or? but more of like um, what is it called when when you're like apple syllables syllables. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So he can't do the syllables. He can only go from like you know up to two maybe, but he can't do three or four syllables in one word. You know. Okay. He can't do that. Um, so you know he's getting there. You know. So yeah, so we had Alexis, uh, and then a couple months later, you know, where she, uh, Alexia came, you know. So they're only about. And you want you want to tell everybody the names of your children? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about these. Yeah, so the oldest one is is Alex. You know, it's Alejandro, but we call him Alex. And then five year old Alexis, and our daughter Alexia. You know, yeah. we decided to kind of keep all the A's. You know, the Alex, Alex, Alexis, and Alexia. And just to confuse the yeah, shit just, out of me. Oh yeah, yeah. When I come right. over, <laughs> and then our our Alexa that we have in our house. Oh no, turns on all the time because we're like Alex, and it turns on uh, Alexis. You know, it turns on Alexia. Same thing. You know, oh, so man. yeah. So uh, so that's great. And then uh, so yeah, I got you know we were working together, but I kind of got out of out of that. Didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. I guess I wanted. I knew I, since the beginning I wanted to be in the military. I wanted to be. Um, I wanted to go into the Marines. You know, I was I went to an, I went to an alternative high school, and I, I assume they always had recruiters oh, yeah. coming in. I went to an alternative high yeah. school too. That's all the time. That's all the time. Yeah. And so they would always kind of stand outside, and I'm like, man, like those Marines, dude, yeah. those look cool, you know. So I signed up for a Marine. I did my ASVAB test. I got a I got a seventy. Uh, I think the grading is it's from like a thirty to a ninety. I think it was on the ASVAB, and I got a seventy. So I was doing pretty good. I was having actual recruiters calling me and say, hey, you know, you know, ASVAB test came back really good. And so uh, I signed up with the Marines. And uh, but at that time, I didn't have, you know, I was born in Mexico, so I don't have anything. Right. So they uh, I was two weeks after boot camp. I was 18 years old and <clears throat> I was I just started my second year as a as a senior. <laughs> so I was a super senior. Uh, so they, so I was about to start it and they're like, oh, we're ready for boot camp, you know? And so I'm like, oh, I'm ready. You know, I was, I was already in it physically. I was, I think I was, I was in pretty good shape. You know, I was, I was playing basketball, sorry, soccer and I was boxing. So I had some really good conditioning and, uh, I'm like, I, I can do this. You know, I can, I'm pretty sure I can get through it two weeks in, two weeks before I leave. Like I says, okay, well, you're ready to go. You're going to, I was going to go to St. Louis, Missouri and, and they said, well, we need your, your, your social security number. I was like, I don't got one. Oh, no. So they're like, you think you can get it in two weeks? I'm like, dude, I've been trying to get it since I was like born. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be able to get it in two weeks. And he said, well, sorry, man, we, we can't, 
we can't have you in, you know, just because of the because of the loss, you know. You know what's crazy? Me and my wife were talking about this last night. It was an idea that just hit me in the brain, yeah. and I think they do this with Puerto Rico, right? Okay. <clears throat> and uh, it's if you would like citizenship uh, to the United States, that you have to serve a two-year term in the military. Yeah. And I was thinking. What an amazing idea. And, mm-hmm. and I know that there's there's back and forth to all of this, but mm-hmm. I do believe that if you would like to come over here and you spend two years in the military, I mean, how is there not a pledge of loyalty like fighting for, right. for a country, yeah, right? Yeah, you're so putting your life on the line for them. <laughs> I believe that no matter what, as mm-hmm. soon as you um, apply and you get accepted, you, sh- you mm-hmm. your significant other, and your children should gain citizenship. Mm-hmm. That way... If something does happen while you're gone, mm-hmm. then your family's taken yeah, care of still. Care of. You know, because no matter what, if you die in the line of duty, you're dying for the country you're mm-hmm. you're going for, mm-hmm. right? So this was we we had like a, a thirty minute conversation yesterday about this. Oh, because gotcha. Yeah. I I hate this whole immigration thing, uh-huh. <clears throat> and my thing is I don't know why they make it so damn hard to become mm-hmm. a citizen. Yeah. Like more votes, more money, more tax money, all this other mm-hmm. stuff right. could be. Right. Available, mm-hmm. but you're making it so hard. Who the hell has fifteen grand? Yeah, for <laughs> each person, like that's insane. Yeah, not yeah. to mention that the, it's so difficult. Just, I mean, d- two years in the military. I feel like what a pledge. Mm-hmm. If you don't get citizenship after that, what are you? What are you even doing? Yeah, and you and know? I heard something. I think it was on the news. My dad heard it. That's why I decided to join because he said. Anyone who joins the military would automatically get some type of citizenship, you know, because you're putting your life there. You right. Know? Like you said, you know, you're uh, you're going to be more beneficial for, for the U.S., you know. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it didn't happen. Well, know? so I, I do, uh, when I was in Virginia doing door-to-door sales, yeah. and we'll get to me later, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I did meet a Puerto Rican guy. I was in um, Norfolk, Virginia okay. is where I was at. Intense town. Pretty dangerous. Yeah. But huge military presence. They got a big base there, right? So everyone who lives outside of it and all that other stuff, there's a lot of military. And one of the guys there, he's like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, but I'm in the military. And I'm like, how the hell did you do that? Yeah. He's like, well, they offer my country. Yeah. Yeah. They offer my country the ability to, if you serve, you get citizenship. And I don't know what the term was or what, but... Mm -hmm. I think two years is plenty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least just to gain citizenship. And mm-hmm. if you want to continue, you yeah, continue. Mm-hmm. But if not, I feel like that's enough, mm-hmm. right? To to prove your loyalty, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, so I couldn't go in. They're like, sorry, can't go in. Right. So I was pretty bummed out, you know, and because my plan was, I wanted to go into the military, do my four years, because it's four years for the Marines. Okay. I wanted to do four years, <clears throat> and then come out and get into uh, uh, to being a cop, you know, do the academy. Oh, jeez. You know, I wanted to do that. And then I wanted to be, I think it's 10 years minimum, I think as a patrol, site patrol or whatever they do. Yeah. Um, and then you can apply for SWAT, you know, after Ooh. that. So that was my other goal is go up, make it up to SWAT. <clears throat> so, that, you know, that was kind of, I was, I was doing my projects on that, you know, my, my culminating projects for high school to, to graduate. It was, it was like Marines, you know, military, become a cop, become a SWAT, you know. And I kind of, I, I did ride-alongs with police, you know, so I was able to see kind of how they work. and, um, But then, you know, you can't do it because of the thing. So, right. so every all that kind of got flushed down the toilet after I got back home. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do when I get back home, you know, like, you know, education-wise. And 
I was going to go down to uh, Utah to, uh, what is it, UVU, University of, what is it, Utah Valley University. And because it's open enrollment, so anyone could just go in and, and, you know, take the classes. So I was going to go down there. At this time, me and my wife were talking, you know, we're dating. And, and I'm like, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to, you know, educate myself. And, <laughs> uh, but she was going to be up here, you know. So <clears throat> we're, we're thinking, okay, if I do end up going down there, you know, relationship. I, I don't know if we'll be able to do a long-distance relationship, you know. Um, but, you know, I never I never decided. I never went. Everyone was pushing my parents, pushing me to get education, get go to college. But uh, I just, I did a little bit. It's not for everybody. Yeah, I did a little bit. I did when we got, you know, when, after we were married, I think I want to say about a year after we were married, I got into Pathway for BYU. Um, and it's where you do a year of, uh, it's just generals. And if you pass, you'll be able to start online school for BYU. Yeah, for BYU-Idaho. And the tuition would be the same for, for online. It was only like 60 bucks a semester. So I was only going to pay Whoa. 60 bucks a semester going to BYU. But um, at that time, I think, was it my daughter was born? Yeah, my daughter was born. And it just got even harder, you know, to have all three kids <clears throat> work and go to school. And I tried, you know, um, I know you, and it, it can be done. Right. You know, people do it. People yeah. do it. It's, you know, it's, it's doable, but I just, at, I guess at that time, you know, I just, I didn't, uh, didn't have, I, you know, like I said, it's not for everyone. Right. I was just going because they were telling me to go. Right. And at that time I was working, um, I got out of the cleaning, you know, janitor place. I started doing, uh, kitchen cabinets in Moala. In Oregon. Interesting. So okay. I was, and it was shift, shift, swing shift. I was oh, working wow. from 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. I was working 12 hours every day. And I still an hour at home, go to sleep, wake up, three-ish, eat, four o'clock, I got a dip, yeah. you know, because I got an hour back. And so I was doing that for, I want to say about two months, and I'm like, I can't do this. You know, I'm, I'm done. Like, it's just, I'm, I'm not at home, and I'm only making a little more than minimum wage, you know, and uh, I was able to pay for my bills. I was able to pay for everything, but I'm just, even on the weekends, I'm tired, you know? Right. So I was like, I got to switch this up. So there was this lady, she was a member of the church and we were having dinner with them. And she said, we were talking about work and everything. And she, and she said that, yeah, we're, we're looking for people who, you know, helpers, you know, kind of labor, labor work. Right. And she said, uh, you know, the, cause the, the, the company just opened up in this part of the United States. Um, they're more from like Pennsylvania area, <clears throat> so they opened up, and they. Uh, uh, she said, "I told him, well, I wanna, I wanna get out of this job. You know, I wanna work during the day." And she said, "Okay, I'm just gonna tell you, it's it's manual labor. You know, you're gonna be out in the sun, whatever. You know, outside all year round, which is good. Just always work." Uh, so I was like, at that point, I'm, I'm taking anything. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm, gonna, I just wanna get out of the kitchen cabinet. And just kind of work my normal eight hours during the day, you know. So she said, I can't recommend you. I don't know how you work, you know, because I said right? it's, it's, and it's you know manual that's labor. That's a fair statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. Because yeah. I hate it when people are like, hey, will you recommend me for yeah. this job? Yeah, I'm like, dude, I don't know. I've, you. Never, yeah, seen I've never seen you work. work. <laughs> I'm right? not putting my name on yeah, it. Yeah. You know, which is, I feel very fair. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Prove oh, yeah. yourself. And, and, you know? and that's the thing. I proved <laughs> yourself. And so, so I said, okay. I said, no, don't worry. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk with them and, you know, but thanks for letting me know about this. So, right. I went into the interview. It's funny. My dad always taught me that when you go into an interview, tie. You know, white shirt, okay. tie. So I'm driving up to this place. Everyone, I'm like looking at everyone, you know, 
you know, their their pants, you know, well, workers' pants, boots, muddy, and you know, just super rough, you know, look. And and I'm pulling up there, clean shaven, a tie, white <laughs> shirt, and dress shoes. And I go to this interview, and the guy just kind of looks at me. He's like, "Hmm, all right," you know. So, well, you sit down. So, so I said, you know, he started the interview, and and then at the end, he's like, ah, "I don't know if it's gonna work for you, man. It's just, um, uh, the you know, this is this is your outside, you know, and just you know, you're looking good, you know, you're more right. of an office guy." And I'm like, "No, I, you know, put give me a chance, and and I can work. It's just uh, you know, just being respectful, you know, towards you." He's like, oh, I like that, you know. So, all right. I mean, he should yeah. he should see the extra effort you're putting right. in. Yeah, yeah. For then, this interview. Yeah, and then he said, okay, I like that. He said, well, we'll give you a chance. It's like, all right, sweet. So two weeks later, you know, I start, and from then, uh, it was hard, but I was able to keep up with guys who've been working there for you know five six years, and and I was able to. I started liking the type of work I was doing. Not at first, you know, because I was just doing manual labor. But they, one of the guys said, if you learn how to use this machine, which was a drill, he said, you can, you can easily get another five dollar raise. And I was like, Ooh. well, I was making thirteen an hour, you know, having my wife paying bills, you know, having my son. Um, so I was like, all right, well, I want to learn that. So I was doing manual labor, manual labor for like two, three weeks, and I told my supervisor, hey, you think I can get a chance to work with these guys, the drill crew? And, you know, he said, oh, I don't know, it's a lot more harder, you know, a lot more, you know, uh, you know, delicate work, you know, because, you know, you're, you're messing more with utilities underground. Right. So he, I said, oh, just give me a chance, you know, and I stepped on and I outworked all the guys over there. And about a month later, the foreman was like, hey, man, I like the way you're working. You're, you know how to do it. You know how to do this. And, you know, sit on the machine. I'll, I'll start teaching you. So that's that hardworking mother effort. Right. Yeah. That's that. So we, we listen yeah, to Seth Barossi. Yeah, yeah. He talks about being a hardworking mother effer, right? Yeah. Motherfucker, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Who knows how this podcast right. is going to go. So let's just say, <laughs> speak the way I speak. Um, but yeah, that, that's what that's about, man. Yeah. Outworking yeah. everybody. Outworking everyone, man. And and I think I got that <clears throat> from my dad because he was always working. Yeah, I didn't see him a lot, but it's because he was working. You know, right. he had to take care of all of us. We were six kids, you know, and, and he was taking care of everything. My mom was working too, but... He would always, always work, always work, always work. And so I kind of, I guess I seen that and I was like, okay, I got to work and I got to outwork these guys. So, so I did that. So I was working really hard. And then I want to say within six months, I'm already by myself on the machine. It's a small machine, you know, it's a little smaller, but I'm drilling, you know? And so I go in, I talk to my boss, Hey, you know, I learned how to drill can I get that pay raise? And he's like, oh, do you know how to locate? Because lo locating and drilling is a two-man thing, two-man job to get it done. And he said, you have to learn this other side of the, the, of the, of the job. I'm like, all right. Three months later, I learned how to locate, come back. Hey, I know how to locate. He said, oh, are you, are you a foreman yet? I'm like, no, well, no, I'm not a foreman. I'm just, I got a couple months in, you know, I know how to drill and locate. We'll make you a foreman and we'll give you a raise. About a year, you know, like two months later, I become a foreman, you know, um, I, uh, I'm out working guys who have been there for three years, you know, I be, I'm already a foreman, you know, I have my own crew. Uh, it's only three guys, but I was already, you know, making those decisions. I knew how to run the machine, how to do the job, you know, perfect. And then I go in back for my interview or for my, for, uh, to get another raise. And then he said, uh, Oh, well, do you have a CDL, which is to drive big trucks? And I'm like, yeah. I don't He's like, well, get your CDL. I'm like, dude, you tell me to get out, you know, to learn how to drill, learn how to locate, be a foreman. To get it a raise, and I haven't gotten a raise in over a month or over a year, you know. So he was taking advantage of me. Yeah. And absolutely. then, 
And then um, I think uh, a month after we had talked, he got fired for the same reason. Yeah. He was promising people raises and never give out raises. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, so, so he got <laughs> fired. And we had another guy come in, uh, Sergio. And he kind of took over, kind of gave everyone a raise and finally got my raise. And then he said, hey, we're going to open another office in Vancouver. We, uh, in Camus, and he said we need some help. So I'm like, hey man, I wouldn't, uh, I wanna, I wanna learn. You know, I wanna, I wanna, sure, I wanna go. So, so he put me up there. Put me up there with this other guy who said he's a family friend. I, I known his family for the church as well, and he said, oh yeah, this guy's a driller. Okay, that's cool. I didn't know you were a driller. He's like, oh yeah. So I was kind of asking the question as a driller. His answers were not like a driller. Oh, so I'm no. thinking this guy. I'm thinking he's just trying to get interested to get a job. You know. So we get onto the job, we got the machine and everything. And I'm like, all right, man, let's go. And he's like, well, he's like, how do you start this machine? Oh, you no. know? So he didn't know anything. So <laughs> family friend, I'm like, all right, dude, I'll teach you. So right. I started teaching him. We started drilling. We started outworking everyone. You know, we were right under the, because fiber splicers, they make a lot more money than us. But uh, for underground uh, um, utilities, it was, it was my name, then it was it was and then everyone else. So we were always top of the list. But I was still making, at this time I'm making 16, you know, after two years, you know, Jeez. of working. I'm, and I'm struggling, dude. Um, so, but I, I still, I, the type of person I am, I, I, I won't be the one to go out and ask for a raise. I'll wait because I'll, I'll make my work do that, you know, my work. Yeah. But people, he also took advantage of me. My operator, which is brand new, nothing. He was making a dollar more than me. Then my ground hand, my helper, was making two dollars more than me. You know, he was making nineteen. I'm still making sixteen as a foreman operator locator, making sixteen. And these guys, you know, my helper is making more than me. So I dipped, went to another company, and it was good because then I started learning more of the business, different types of work, and I started liking a lot more. I started getting into it. I kind of knew what I wanted now. I'm like, I want to do something with this. I want to either be a salesman, be a, you know, for the for selling these type of drills or, you know, I have my own company. You know, I, I started getting into this and parents are like, oh, go, gotta, gotta go to college, gotta go to college. I'm like, I did the college thing. You know, it's just, it's hard. I, I want to, I found something that I'm good at, something that I like. I, a lot of people respect me for it because the way I work, I don't complain. You know, I just, they give me the work and if it's in, um, I get work from people who couldn't do it. So I go out and I found a, found find ways to do it and I figure it out and I get it done. You know? I never complain about anything. So that kinda helped me I guess get that reputation, you know, under my name. Now everyone I wanna say seven, eight companies in Portland, Oregon area know who I am because because of the type of work I put in, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, so you know, now I work now, you know, I kinda stayed with that and uh, I'm a operations manager for a directional drilling company, and you know I, I I'm able to support my family and then some, you know, and it's just I think just being that hard, you know, just hardworking. Um, I'm able to you know support them and and you know, you know do the things that we want to do, you know, and I still strive to be better, you know, not just because I'm at the position I am. I'm gonna be cocky and be like, oh, I already know where I, I know everything. Right. You know, so I'm still learning. You know, I told my guys, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm still here to help and teach you guys, but I'm I'm here to learn too. You know, I'm still right. learning. I'm not that guy to just be cocky and and talk over them or or think that I'm better than them just because of the position I'm in. Mean, I'm still learning. You know, I still there's still opportunities to grow in this company. Yeah, they got a better way to do it. Yeah, teach me, right? And that's that's what we tell them. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm striving to be better and to grow up in this company and see one day the guys are going to retire and they're going to give the keys to someone. And hopefully that's me, you know. So that's kind of my goal and that's where I'm, my future's heading into this type of work. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. All right. So pretty long. Been, been lifting for a while. Oh yeah, jeez, forget about that. Dang it. I mean, kind of, oh, by the way, the podcast is called Psychotic <laughs> Strength Crew. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah, this is about drilling. <clears throat> okay, so step back a couple years. Um, so this was I kind of so I got introduced into weightlifting from you. Yeah. And it was we had an activity at church, right? Right. And then you said, you came up to me? Yeah, you came up to me and you're like... I come up to everybody. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> like, hey, dude, you look big enough. You look like you can lift some heavy stuff. You know, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a try, you know. And it was that, it was still, we were sort of at, over at uh, Recovery. Recovery, yeah. Recovery. And uh, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a try, you know. And by the way, everyone fucking says that. Yeah, right. I'm always like, yeah, come into the gym. Everyone. Like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. This dude showed up. I showed up four thirty in the morning, you know. Yeah, and I was going four thirty in the You're morning, like, dude. In the morning, and I was like, ah, oh, four thirty. All right, I'll do it. You know, I've, I've, I, I think I can do it. Um, so yeah, I show up that morning, you know, and I'm, and he's, he's, you're, you're just like, I give you a week, you know, yeah. a couple of days. You're, you're not gonna stick with this, and no, and it's funny because then I started liking it every morning, every night. I would every morning I would wake up ready to go. I was yeah. just like, I want to go because I started liking. Yeah, that, that feeling of, you know, you know, getting stronger. Once I started seeing those newbie gains, you know, I was right. excited. Um, and then we were we were sticking we we go at for a whole, almost a whole year straight, we were doing really good. Right. Did my first competition. after a couple months, there was a competition dun, dun- dungeon dungeon yeah, dungeon fitness up in uh Redmond? <sighs> West of Seattle. No, it's Bremerton. Bremerton. It was Bremerton. in Bremerton. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so I was like, all right, you know, first competition, you know, pushing me to do it. Oh, and this one was put on by Nate Bowling, who is a fucking monster. And uh, yeah. there's, there's different types of competitions, and Nate loves putting on heavy comps. And the difference is... There's some people like Grant Higa, which I absolutely love and adore. He's amazing. Um, he'll put on events where there's quite a bit of cardio involved. And as a strong man, which is what we do, yeah. um, cardio is not our biggest thing. But he likes having that involved because you should be an all-around athlete, which I get. But Nate is like, this needs to be heavy as fuck. If yeah, you can't if pick you it up... If yeah. you can pick it up one time, you win. Yeah, that's that's basically how his yeah, comps yeah. go. Like the guy who picks up every single event one time or does decent, that guy wins. Yeah, that guy wins. So yeah, but. yeah. So coming into that man, it was just oh yeah, way way beyond what I can do, you know. But um, it got me into the feel of you know competition and you know and I yeah lifting weights fun, but then once you guys once you start competing with someone, you know I think it just motivates you more to to get better. And that's what I wanted to do, you know, so started training a lot more, you know, it was going really well, but then I started doing some night work and, you know, life, man. Yeah. Life it, you know, and and we kind of backed away for, I think, I don't know, would I say a year, another year? Nah, a couple months. I think it was a couple months from the transition that when recovery closed until we were able to get over to, uh, to hardcore, you know, hardcore barbell with Craig. So, 
Um, and then even, I guess, even making that transition, COVID hit, you know. So we were, we had gaps in here and there where we actually started going, you know, con- consistently. And then something happened and boom, we couldn't go. Or this happened, you know, COVID or, or the gym shut down. And before that, I was out for four months. Oh, that yeah. Bicep yeah, tear. your bicep tear, you know. Yeah. yeah, so you know, it's just I guess going to the gym, you know, is is that's kind of where we're starting off right now. Yeah, it's just starting we'll like you know, a couple months in now. Yeah, yeah, a couple months a couple in. Couple so months it's, of it's, consistency. Yeah, so it's already been three. It'll be actually three years in February, January, when I started going. Damn. Yeah, when I started going, three years. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm happy that I'm still stuck with it and still decently strong. But you know, I could have been. <laughs> A lot more if we didn't have those breaks in between, you know, right. so, but, you know, it's just, you know, I guess this is, we're going to, this podcast would be more towards being our bring-ups, you know, or, or I guess starting, you know, strong man right. or starting weightlifting, you know, getting into nutrition, getting all the, into the basis of what it is to, to, I guess, be a strong man, you know, and right. I guess our experiences, you know, what we're learning, what, what, what works, what doesn't. And I guess that's what we want to kind of bring to everyone you know kind of i guess right. what we're doing we're trying know. to make a community yeah yeah you yeah. know uh like it's not just strong man i'm thinking full strength mm-hmm. all the way around you know powerlifting. Mm-hmm. we're not too much into it right because mm-hmm. my bench is shit <laughs> but yeah. but uh you know i mean the strength community is one big thing yeah 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 you know and so i love when i say oh i'm a i, I compete in strongman it's my favorite thing to tell people you know, because yeah, people yeah. are like, what does that mean? Like, you just, like, you lift heavy weights? No, no, dude. I pick up fucking cars. Yeah, pick cars and stones, stones. and yeah. carry kegs and I pull fire trucks. Yeah, like, I do some shit. Head. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is, I think it's pretty way cooler than, you know, bodybuilding. You know, like Body bodybuilding. Well, so bodybuilding is its own thing, but you're only going to see the top tops after years yeah, yeah. and after lots of injections, you know? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, so I don't know. So you know, it's kind of it goes with the name. You gotta be psycho. You gotta be psychotic yeah. to start doing stuff like this. You know, I get texts from my mom and my wife's like, "Oh, you know, I saw the video you posted. It's like, you gotta stop doing that." My mom's like, "You gotta stop because you got a family. You got this." I'm like, right. "I I get it, you know." But it's you know, we're we're not we're we're not just going in there just chucking things. You know, we're we're right. doing it properly. You know, there's a proper way to do it. Well. <laughs> we're just semi-proper <laughs> Martine stretches yeah I stretch I warm up I warm Martine up. warms up and I warm stretches up. I kind of just hey, fucking hey, go hey, for I'm, it I'm modeling after Martine Lisi's you know he's there you, you go know, so um, so uh, yeah so you know you gotta be you gotta be kind of crazy to kind of do these kind of things you gotta, you gotta know? be you slightly gotta be, psychotic oh yeah oh yeah you gotta be psychotic you know and that's what we trying to bring up and try to recognize that you know we all kind of start somewhere you know and right. we're all bringing our experiences and i want to bring my experience to everyone and let them know what i'm going through you know um in in this journey that i have you know becoming stronger you know be, and that's what i want to do become stronger Shit. my dog is out hey put the dog away <laughs> great oh he's anyways my leg off no, he's So we're in my house. Uh, my dog hates all men, <laughs> except for his family. Um, so he'd probably eat Martine. Yeah, but my yeah. kids got him. Don't worry. The nine-year-old <laughs> yeah, saved the, him. The, yeah, the nine-year-old <laughs> saved me. <laughs> so I got a 90-pound uh, bully. He's Pitbull Boxer Bulldog. And uh, 
he likes to chew on people. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> chew people. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at, man. That's kind of where where I'm starting yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. We're what trying to do. Uh, we're gonna start pushing some apparel. Oh yeah. Um, I really want to get into that. I got some mm-hmm. quite a few ideas. Um, I definitely have a type of shirt that I'm very interested oh, in. Really? The okay. most comfortable fucking shirt I yeah. own. We're gonna figure out how they made it, and we're gonna make shit ton of them. And then uh, I'm even thinking about this is an idea I wanted to run by you. Yeah. Um, maybe we shouldn't say it online. Whatever. Button ups, right? Oh. Okay. But like made of like that stretchy shit because I don't know how many times yeah. I buy like a nice button up shirt with a tie, and my waist. I am a little chubby, mm-hmm. but my waist looks fucking ridiculous. Like I gotta yank this shirt down to make me not look. 600 pounds because my shoulders (laughs) and my arms are so fucking big you know like they just they don't fit in normal shirts or i just shove them in a fucking shirt and i look like i'm about to explode right or you get an oversized shirt that is just you you just look look fat as hell yeah yeah so i'd love some oh nice some stretchy material maybe and then instead of maybe our insane looking dude we'll just like put psc on oh there you go you know that way people who know know Mm -hmm. and people who don't Fuck yeah. it, teach them. Yeah. You know, yeah, like let's learn. tell them. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, this is yeah. fun. Yeah, so that's good. that's me right there. Oh, that's Mart- oh, that's my Martin. Oh, my turn. All yeah. right, here we go. Jesus, yeah, how, where do we at now? I don't know how to tell how much time is it. Oh, 49, 49 minutes. Forty-nine. That's not bad. Okay, so this is our first round. We're still trying to figure this shit out. I got some notes here. Because Martine was an hour late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just fucking. <laughs> Sat here and wrote some shit. All right. Tyler Toby Townsend, Triple T, the best fucking human being in the world. That's just how I run <laughs> yeah. shit. Um, I'm a realtor by trade for the past, I want to say, three, three and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, November will be... No, November will be four November. years. Yeah? Yeah, November 18th. Was it three years? Because you were just getting into it when I started going to the gym. No, you were getting into... You were before... Yeah, four. I'll say four yeah. years then. Yeah. Yeah, about four years. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, and I'm fucking amazing at it. I'm just <laughs> absolutely the best. Anyways, <laughs> so realtor by trade. Uh, I cooked for about ten years. I had my degree in culinary. Um, absolutely loved me. Loved it. Taught me all about life. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a hard, it's a hard industry. Yeah. To grow competitive, up, competitive, right? <clears throat> insanely competitive. Mm-hmm. Almost no pay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long hours, really hard work. Um, now, I'm not out there digging fucking holes, right? I'm in there. Not only am I warm and cozy, I'm hot as fuck, sweating my balls <laughs> off. Eating anytime you want. And eating like a motherfucker. <laughs> everything. Hey, man, you got to taste it. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. send it out bad, right? right? Yeah, like, just a little tasty roux right here real quick. <laughs> but, um, all right. So, born in Los Angeles, Duarte, California. Uh Duarte's the little part. Los Angeles is huge. It's yeah, got a bunch of yeah. fucking counties in it. So I was born over there. Um, lived there a long time. Parents divorced. Moved all over the fucking place. Uh, yeah, that was intense. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad was a Marine. Oh, you know? no way. Yeah, yeah, so when you talk about know. that, yeah. He he was gone uh, first little chunk of my life. Oh, he dang. came back and... Uh, oh, but he stuck with it then? He... No, he oh, got... Okay honorably discharged for some reason yeah i don't fucking know why uh throwing dirt on everybody right but uh yeah we don't get along very well mm-hmm. so we don't we haven't had a good relationship in forever uh i keep trying to make it better it's not gonna happen um 
but he got discharged. So the story I got when I was a little kid, which is, of course, everything that's came out of that guy's mouth has been bullshit since I met him, right? Story I got was he got stabbed in the shoulder with a bayonet. Um, he was in Desert Storm. I don't think they had bayonets there, but that was his that was his little story. I don't know if he was just fucking with me and it stuck. Just like when he told me, I thought for fucking ever when you vacuum, if you leave it in one spot for more than twelve seconds, it'll catch fire. And like the little the, the yes, <laughs> yes, the that's little. what he told me. Scared the <laughs> yeah. shit out of me, and I vacuum like a motherfucker yeah, now. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're done because I'm not trying to yeah. catch on fire. And I told that to my wife because I had, was telling my son, this is years ago, and I had explained to my son, I said, you got to move quick because that thing can catch fire. She's like, what do you mean? She started laughing. She's like, oh, you're just trying to get him to vacuum fast. And I was like, son of a bitch. Is that what this was about this whole time? <laughs> like, you. <laughs> I am fucking 25 years old by this time, and I, I had no idea. I thought yeah. it would catch fire. Anyways, um, <laughs> what ended up happening with him, he was skateboarding off base, fell, broke his collarbone, came back on base, and then was running and pretended that he fell down and broke his collarbone and got honorable discharge. So he still goes to all these Marine fucking... He's so proud to be a Marine and all this other stuff, but... I mean, and these these are... I don't have records in my hand. This is all the stuff I've gathered throughout our family. He kept me away from... His side of the family for fucking years telling me they were racist, they were uh, motorcycle gang heads, they were like just super terrible human beings. Come to find out, he just didn't want me to know that he was a big piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And they had all the the stories and the dirt. He used to tell me he got his dad used to beat the shit out of him. My grandpa Tony, my grandpa Tony handed out some ass whoopings. Sure, he's like, but I never closed fist punching mm-hmm. that kid. You know, like at, at that age, that's what you do. You know, at that time in in history, still, kids get their ass whooped. That's mm-hmm. what happens, right? If you don't beat your kid's ass every once in a while, they don't know who's in charge. I don't know. Right. That's just a theory. Um, so, yeah, there's that guy, the military thing. Uh, they divorce. Ended up uh, living mostly with my mom for a long time. See him, like, fucking every couple of years. Every time I'd reach out and be like, hey, you want to be my dad yeah. again? <laughs> No? All right. Yeah, okay. well, fuck. I'll try next year. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> so uh, we ended up finally coming up to Vancouver. Um, it's around in the middle school, high school era. I was into some not some not amazing stuff down in California. It's pretty easy to find down there. Um, we come up here. I think I'm just a hard ass. And I try to be nice, but it's easier. Since I had moved, I don't think I went to one school longer than a year so having to make new friends coming into a new school always being the new kid people didn't like you right Mm -hmm. and they would always fucking pick on you and all this other shit so instead of being picked on i turned into the bully if you're gonna fucking hate me i want it to be my choice that you hate me not you don't like me because Mm -hmm. you don't know me you don't like me because i just fucking punched you in the mouth that's why you don't like me you know like it was a little easier. Um, came up here, gotten us some shit. Yeah, just craziness. Life, man. Mm-hmm. Made friends, didn't make friends, got in trouble. Found my. She's my wife now, right? But back then, 2007, 
October 9th, 2007. Yeah, October 9th, 2007. I met my wife. Or we started dating, right? She had just broke up with this Mexican guy. <laughs> and uh, he wasn't very excited about it. Which, I mean, looking back at it, I get it. She's hot as fuck. You don't want to. You don't want to lose that. So and and also like the day of we start dating. I say I'm gonna date her. Whatever. We go to school. She throws me up against a wall and starts making out with me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah let's fucking boy, do this, crazy. right? Come to find out, he was probably walking by. Oh, and she's like, jealous. yeah, she's like, fuck that guy. I don't give a shit. Yeah, you got the makeup. Right. I'm into it. <laughs> you I'll did. taste your tongue all day. I don't give a shit. Um, three days later. Got all up in that, right? It was a mm-hmm. it was a weird transition. She grew up LDS, which is not helping the yeah, story yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she still fucking hates it that I tell tell people that. Yeah. Uh, but seriously, she's on top, and I'm looking at her just like, holy shit, is this really happening? Like, is this girl with me? Am I dreaming? Am I watching porn? Like, what's happening right now? Was it too good to be true? It was. It was? was fucking amazing. Yeah. It's the best sex I've ever had. I mean, she's still getting better, in case you can hear me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's re- literally was going through my mind. She was on top of me, and I'm looking up just like, holy shit. I don't know how the fuck I pulled this mm-hmm. off, but I'm into it. Right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, we date for a while. Yeah, like a year and a half. Then she gets pregnant. Had a kid. I she got pregnant. I was seventeen. She was nineteen. Yeah. She Jeez. had my son two months after I turned eighteen. So you know, robbing that cradle, mm-hmm. a little bit of rape mm-hmm. there on accident. <laughs> I was super into it. Don't worry. I know. Um, like you're like, yes, no, please stop. <laughs> oh no! Oh please, stop <laughs> touching me there more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we had the kid. Uh. A year later after that. So, two thousand eleven. Now we're about 2011. July 11th, 2011, I think is our anniversary. You think? Maybe. No, it's 2009. Jeez, I don't know. I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Uh, 2009, I think. Yeah, we got married two years after. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, my son was a year. Yeah, all right. 2009. But um, we get married. Yeah, then we have another one. After. But it wasn't right away, right? Cause no, we were no. like a couple years apart. Right, right. So the first thing that happened was when she got pregnant, her her parents, they're Hispanic. She's from El Salvador, right? So, oh, do you like the flags outside? I was going to bring that up. That's what, what is that? Bummer, Why dude? is that guy's head in, like, in the okay. crotch area? <laughs> so first of all, I put up three flags in front of my house. Uh, the American flag is up top. That's where it needs to be. We're in America. Mm-hmm. We're Americans. Mm-hmm. Fucking America, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to the left is the Salvadorian flag. That's where my wife's from. I'm very proud of her heritage. She's Hispanic, and she should be proud of it as well. The other flag is the Sicilian flag. Oh. Because everyone says, oh, you're Italian? No, I'm fucking Sicilian. It's different. Aren't they the same country? Look, I don't fucking nitpick you, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone, right? So Sicily is part of Italy because they fucking they took that shit. But Sicily, right? Yeah. Sicilians, Sicilians, woo, Godfather, all that bullshit. Um, 
Yeah, so that's what that is. Oh, no one said anything. No. Okay. If you haven't seen the Sicilian flag, you got to look that shit up. It is intense. It's a head with three legs coming yeah, out of it. It legs. makes almost like a like a sexual swastika, but it's not. It's Sicilian. Well, Sicilians are super horny and they love money, so why not? Nice. Um, where am I at now? Uh, your kids. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. So, son, Tanner Thomas Townsend. Uh, Triple T, just like his father. Again, another thing I got from my dad, who is Travis Tyler Townsend. And I was told forever that Triple T is a, is a family thing. Turns out he's the only fucking one. And it really pissed me off to find out. Because, yeah, there is Tanya and Tracy and Tony, right? But none of them are Triple T. So it's fucking irritating. No, double Anyways. Yeah. And then my daughter Antoinette. Antoinette Mariah Townsend. She's fucking cool, too. My son's fucking huge. He's 12. He's 5'7 and a half-ish. I'm going to keep saying he's that tall and not 5'9". Yeah. As tall as I am. Yeah, I was going to say he's taller than me, I think. He's a fucking monster. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep beating the shit out of him until one day he gets... Until you can't no more. (laughs) Yeah, he's supposed to be 6'8". Yeah. That's where he's going to end it, supposedly. If I said that word right, I fucking hate that word. Um... (laughs) My daughter is fucking teeny tiny, mm-hmm. but she's ten times as vicious as anyone in the house, mm-hmm. even the dog. Uh, she's the one who corrals that guy. We feed mm-hmm. him. Uh, he has to sit before he eats, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows where where he fucking lays. Yeah. Um, but my kids feed him. My son's over there. Sit, Titan. Oh, my dog's name's Titan, by the way. Titan, sit, 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 sit. I don't know how many fucking times i got to hear sit come out of this, dog, this kid's mouth to the dog. Dog finally sits. He gets to eat. My daughter's over there. Fucking shit, Titan. Shit down. He's sitting. No <laughs> yeah, questions yeah. asked. Oh, he knows okay. who's yeah. in charge. You know, so it's kind of how this goes. But um, I started lifting. I was about 297 pounds when I started lifting. And the reason was because genuinely in my brain, I was big, right? No muscle on me. Almost 300 pounds at 5'9". That's a big fucking mm-hmm. dude. Right? Genuinely, genuinely in my brain, I said, if I hit 300 pounds, I'm going to kill myself. I'm done. This is bullshit. I fucking hate it. So I went to the gym, lost 50 pounds almost immediately. It took me about six months. Mm-hmm. When I do shit, I do shit. That's just what right, I you'll do. Right, you'll work. Yeah. I'm fucking into it. Right? So I'll bust my ass as hard as I can until I die. That's just what I do. Um, I lost 50 pounds immediately. Then I realized, hey... Going from 300 pounds to 250 pounds that quickly leaves a little, I don't know, you want to call it just hangy skin, mm-hmm. jelly, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you want to call it. The flab. Man, I was pissed. Yeah. So you're telling me I'm going to bust my ass, lose all this fucking weight, and I'm going to look worse than what I did when I was fat? That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I was so pissed. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to fill it in then. So instead of doing mostly cardio and kind of refining with weights, I stuck hard to the weights. And I took up the whole cardio is lifting weights faster. Mm -hmm. Right? That's fucking what I did. Started lifting, getting heavier and heavier. I met a guy named Jeremy Duquesne, who's no longer a friend because he's a fucking prick. Um, No matter how hard you try with some people, uh, their version of being a friend is not the same Mm -hmm. as yours. Right? You can only give so much to one person, but if you don't give get back, 
what is that relationship doing for your life, right? He was a very toxic person. He was just a very... I wanted him. I wanted to be his friend because he had no friends. Mm-hmm. So I tried really fucking hard. <clears throat> Ended up shutting me out because I wouldn't help him intimidate um, this guy that screwed him over, a mechanic. Mm-hmm. He wanted me to go over there with him and mm-hmm. intimidate these guys into giving him money he back. back. No, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm a realtor. If I get in trouble at all, I'll lose mm-hmm. my license. Yeah, I'm not fucking doing that. That's stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I met Jeremy. He said, uh, dude, you're fucking pretty strong. You seem to be getting strong really fast. He was that big fucking dude you see in the gym that's super quiet kind of to himself. So when this dude comes up and starts talking to me, telling me I'm getting strong, I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're huge. Like, I appreciate that. Right. He's over there benching like 400 pounds easy. Like for sets, you know, squatting around 500, mm-hmm. deadlifting around 5'2". So when you see this guy, yeah, you want to mm-hmm. you want to. Yeah, you want to. So uh, I was like, okay. He's like, well, but how do you feel about like powerlifting? I didn't know what it was. He explained it, you know, and three lifts. I was like, that's fucking lame. Like, I don't want to just focus on the same three things. He's like, well, maybe you should try Strongman. And he showed me a video of what Strongman won. I was like, fuck yeah. I want in. Mm-hmm. I don't know wh- how to get into it. I don't know whatever. Like, let's fucking do it. <clears throat> he introduces me to this guy, Jeff Pearson. And he says, let this guy coach you, get you going, teach you how to fucking do the shit, and get going. Jeff was fucking amazing. I Is that the Jeff. one we met over at Dungeons? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff yeah. was there. Okay. Yeah, so he was my first coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was super amazing. It was very... He trained at a CrossFit spot, so he threw a lot of that in there, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of... Tons of reps, not so much technique, all this other stuff, but he took the time to teach me technique, which is something I really, really needed Mm -hmm. because I had no fucking idea. Mm -hmm. Plus, I was working out at 24, 24 24-hour fitness, right? So they didn't have stones. They didn't have Atlas. like They didn't have axle bars. They didn't have none of that. So I had to go over there to train the events. And he had told me, I said, okay, well, what do I got to get to to compete? I said, because I want to bust my ass, and then eventually when I get strong enough i'll go and compete he said that's not how this works mm-hmm. he said go compete I'm like yeah i'm not fucking ready he's like well it's just like lifting in the gym you got to put your reps in yeah. because when you go to a competition it's different it's a different type of mentality it's a different type of life it's a different everything there's a crowd there you got adrenaline you're gonna lift more than you ever thought you could because you got that support mm-hmm. you got everything there right but you could fuck up and you will fuck up and you will get nervous you need to know how to get past that so same thing as putting in reps in the gym fucking go and compete three months later i went to compete got my ass whooped i took i want to say sixth out of 18 though not terrible Mm. right um so definitely didn't win yeah but for my first meet feeling not ready i felt that was fine and competing heavyweight, by mm-hmm. the way. Not super heavy, but heavy. And that weight class is 230 to 300. So I was probably closer to the 275 range. And uh, I did pretty well. Mm-hmm. I did decent. I got all the shit up. And I, I did it as an amateur as well. So not going against the big boys yet. You went to novice or was it just... Novice, that's yeah. what I meant. Okay. So um, after that, <clears throat> I just hit up competition after competition after competition. 
man, I did my first year, I did six competitions. And god damn it, was it fun. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it, man. I fell in love with it. I'll never not do them now. Well, of course, I keep getting injured. I sure would like to. <laughs> or COVID, whatever the yeah. fuck. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Cooked for 10 years. I'm going to be back and forth. That's how yeah, I talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm all over the fucking place. Martin knows this. Um, cooked for about 10 years. Made it all the way up to about sous chef. Cooked at some nice spots, some shit spots. All over the place, man. And uh, I loved it, but I ended up getting on salary. And they fucking just destroy you. That's what they do. Putting in 80, 90 hour weeks. Mm -hmm. Someone didn't show up. That's my problem. Uh, Somebody fucked something up. That's my problem. So when you get into a kitchen, the sous chef is basically in charge, right? Where the executive chef, honestly, they sit in a fucking office most of the time. They're doing paperwork, writing out orders. They're... Doing all the shit I didn't want to do, mm-hmm. which is fine. Go ahead and do that. I'll be out here in the kitchen. I'll be busting ass, making sure these guys are doing the right thing. Mother henning the fuck out of everybody, right? How are you doing? What are you doing? Are you okay? You need to finish this. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever, right? <clears throat> then I finally was like, I am sick of making, I was making 55 a year, mm-hmm. working 80, 90 hour weeks. I am sick of this bullshit because I'm never seeing my family. I am never, I'm never home, mm-hmm. right? So what the fuck is the point of this? What is the point? Yeah, I can cook like a motherfucker. I can run a line. I can run a kitchen. I can do all this. I can write orders. I can fucking do whatever. But what's the point? So I got my real estate license <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> met the right people, but took real estate as I take everything. We started reading every fucking day. Started interviewing people every week. Every week I would interview people that were known in the industry, that helped the industry, anything. And I would seriously sit there with a fucking notepad. I had questions pre-written out. And then after my questions were done, we would just discuss. We would just have a conversation. I learned more interviewing people who actually do shit than that real estate course taught me ever. And it it was a lot of fun. A lot met a lot of people, became pretty good friends with quite a few people too. So, yeah, man, I absolutely loved it. Um, now I'm doing really well. So, little sidetrack, um, was doing pretty fantastic. Uh, COVID hit, mm-hmm. everyone got super scared. All my buyers, everybody backed out, they were done. No, we're scared, we want to see what happens. So, I went from closing about two, three a month to nothing. For three months. So after the first month, I got two kids, I got a wife, house, all this other shit. Um, I don't have time to play games. So I got nervous, got a hold of some people, and started driving truck at night. 26 foot box truck from about 10.30 to about 2.33 in the morning. Uh, making about 85 bucks a day. Driving, uh, delivering pallets of the newspaper. That's what I'm doing. Actually, it started doing deliveries for Home Depot, and that was different every day, depending on whatever fucking went in your truck. Um, you had about 8 to 12 stops, depending on how much of what you had, right? So, about an 8-hour day. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, so then I was driving truck for that. Then I started delivering shit in the morning, too, because stuff still wasn't picking up. So, now I'm delivering uh, pharmaceuticals in the morning, right, driving. 
uh, big ass van delivering that stuff. So now we're at the point where real estate's picking back up. My business is going great. Got listings, buyers, everything's almost pending. Um, I just got another text message about a fourth offer on one of my listings, which is great. Yeah. Um, but I just realized that, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy driving. Mm Mm-hmm. It's easy, it's mm-hmm. good. It's not hard. It's easy money, um, but again, I'm not sleeping with my wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we fuck like constantly. Don't worry about that. But I'm just not just sleeping, sleeping next just to her sleeping at night. Yeah, which was another thing that bothered me about cooking because you get off two three in the morning, you get home, you smell like every food, which is fucking disgusting, yeah. right? You're covered in grease and shit. Yeah. Take a shower. By the time you get to bed, it's like four thirty in the morning. She wakes up at eight. Couple hours of sleeping, so that bothered me when I was cooking. It's bothering me again now. So I'm just about. I just put in um, notice to quit the truck. Yeah. At so, night. You, so you went through it then. I did. I, I sent yeah. her a text. I still haven't heard back. She's probably not very excited about right. it. Right. Um, because just like everything else, yeah. when I do it, I strive to be the best. Yeah. Right. And so, I'm not saying I'm the fucking best driver she's got. Definitely not. But I bust my ass mm-hmm. and I really do try. You know. That's. That's not easy to find in any oh, industry. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. They don't want to get rid of those people, you know. Right. Nobody yeah. no, nobody in any industry, well, so everybody in every industry is working, I mm-hmm. feel like, right? But I feel like 90% of them just work to work. Yeah, that's they're it. just there to get the check and that's it. Right. Yeah. Whereas I'm always trying to find the quickest, most efficient, the best way to yeah, do everything. Yeah. You know, constantly trying to be better at everything I'm doing, whether it's lifting weights uh, whether it's working, real estate, right, driving right. truck, whatever. Whatever man, it is, put shit. your hardest into it. Right. Yeah. Hard-working motherfucker, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the point of life, is to constantly become better. So, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna be done with that. The wife doesn't want to quit the pharmaceutical one right now, because Christmas stuff is coming up. Extra money's great. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the thing was, with this driving, I'm making like a good three grand a month. Right, paying all the bills with it. So, mm-hmm. what I was able to do is all the money I made in real estate the past like I've been driving for about eight months now. Yeah, right? quick, it's November. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I've been able to put everything from real estate to the side and save it, and uh, all my debt's gone. That's fantastic, mm-hmm. right? All my debt's gone, and I'm busting ass. I'm doing all this other stuff, but it gets to the point where I'm like, okay, now it's time. Now it's time to do the shirts and shit that I want to do, mm-hmm. all that apparel stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to get Psychotic Strength Crew off the ground. Uh, maybe working into some nutrition shit, pre-workouts, amino acids, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, protein powder or liquid. I was thinking the other day. Yeah. Some liquid oh, shit yeah, might be kind of cool. Some liquid. <clears throat> um, maybe some energy drinks. I don't know. Who fucking knows, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Let's get this going. Muscle milk, you're going down. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to die, muscle. What if we put energy and protein together? That would fuck you up on the inside. <laughs> but hey, it'd have the most caffeine yeah, out of anything. Yeah, right. I'm just going to scoop that shit in there. 100% pure caffeine. Yeah. Why does this taste like sand? Gas. I don't give a shit. <laughs> so it's not the best pump you will feel like. Right, right. You will never not want this pump again. Yeah. And then you'll have a heart attack, right? That's yeah, why you'll never not want it again. It's fucking you can't. Yeah, you're dead. You have died now. That's how good it is. Um, yeah, man. So this this is uh, 
I love everything I'm involved with. Right? Besides driving. Right? I do that because uh, family. If you're not, if you're a man and you're not taking care of your family, you're not a fucking man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't care what other people say. I don't care about any of that shit. First priority, taking care of your fucking family. That's it. If you choose to have a family, if you choose to put your dick in a vagina, you have chosen to potentially, first of all, have a disease, so wrap that shit up, right? <laughs> yeah. And you have chosen to potentially have a family. Yeah. <clears throat> That's what I'm teaching my kids, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm never going to tell my son, you know, that you can't. I was a kid, man. I was a teenager, right? We're all going to, all kids are going to go through it. Dude. Right. All so, I mean, you yeah. just got to understand the fact that if you put your dick in a vagina, mm-hmm. that can create another human. You create another human, you're taking care of that shit. Mm-hmm. It is your fault. I don't care if you just wanted to get off. You're mm-hmm. making babies mm-hmm. now. Yeah. You want to act like an adult, be an adult? <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're an adult. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. I had to fucking do it, and it sucks. Yeah. It sucks being a kid trying to raise another kid, and it is not easy. Would I have done things differently? No fucking way. Mm-hmm. My wife saved my life. You know, I mean, I was heading down a deep, dark path mm-hmm. that had prison... Or death written on it. That was it. That's all I had, man. And I'm glad she stepped in and fucking did what was necessary. Brought me on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was. This is actually one of the things I was. I had written down was. Uh, would you go back and change anything? I think mm-hmm. we've had this conversation a couple mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. where I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If I had a time machine, I'd destroy it. Because mm-hmm. first of all, I'm not trying to have, let anybody else have it. Because fuck yeah. that. They're yeah. going to fuck some shit up. I don't know what it is. People are stupid. Mm-hmm. But I'm not changing anything because it is who I am right now. Right? So, would you change anything? I don't think so. No. Because, you know, it's the same thing. You know, I've kind of like you. You know, I've, I've been through, you know, I was in gangs. You know, I was in drugs. I was doing things which I shouldn't be doing. You know, robbing people. You know, breaking right. in. Doing other things. I think, but at the same time, when I was from the going that going to my mission, um, I was able to relate to a lot of people. You know, I right. was able to help actually a lot of younger kids. You know, I'm like, hey man, I, I, I went through some of that stuff. You know, I know how it feels. You know, I, you know, but it's not worth it. You know, so I think everything that we've come through with life, you know, I think it's it'll help you with life later on. Right. You know? So I don't think I don't regret anything. That's what I told my wife. I don't regret anything because it's it's taught me lessons. You know, right? Mm-hmm. Everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's how you got to take all of life. Mm-hmm. Everything that fucking sucks. Everything that's amazing. It's a mm-hmm. lesson. All of it. And uh, I try and teach my kids constantly that everything is cause and effect. Mm-hmm. Everything you do will cause an effect. Mm-hmm. Right. So whether it's positive or negative, you get to choose because you're choosing your actions. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, you choose to live your life happy, do it, man. And then just do the shit you love. Yeah, yeah. Do the shit you love, yeah. man. So, uh, yeah, what are we at now? 78 minutes. That's, 100 and, that's an hour and 20 minutes, right? Yeah. About? It's not terrible. You got anything no, else? pretty good. I'm just cold right now. But. You're cold? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm fucking, yeah, I love my house here. cold. Yeah. 60 degrees. All right, so yeah. I'm going to bring up all my shit. Go back to where I was supposed to do. Um, so first things, family. Second things, real estate. Right, I fucking love it. It pays well, mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Showing people houses, making their dreams come true, giving them homes. Right. Uh, strongman's right after that. 
I think I talked about my love for that. I fucking love lifting. Um, it's funny, we were talking about ammonia the other day. Oh, yeah. Right? And uh, a lot of people I mean, like that. My mom were actually talking a lot about it when really? she left. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Well, so a lot of people like ammonia. Uh, I feel like it clears your mind, puts yeah. you in a primitive state, yeah. and uh, people like that. I'm an anger lifter. I lift because I'm fucking pissed off, yeah. and it helps me to think about stuff and and really do that. It, it's it's saving my life. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing that. What were you saying with your mom? Oh no, same thing. She was she was talking about the pneumonia, um, the pneumonia thing. She's like, because I'm telling, yeah, I gotta go to the gym. It was Friday night, <clears throat> and then she was like, just don't do the, you know. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? You know, the... <laughs> and I'm like, crack? <laughs> she's like, no, the, the stuff you smell. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, I lose a couple brain cells here and there. But hey, you know, I, for me, I'm opposite from you. I don't really have that anger. Right. You know, I kind of lift just because I'm like, I don't want to die. You know, yeah. but I I like it. A couple of times that I tried it already, you know, it, it does. It, it Like I said, it turns into a deprenative state. You don't even think, you just lift. You know, right. I like it, me personally. Yeah. Right. And so we've talked, I, I don't know how many times we've talked about this too. One of the main reasons scared the shit out of me. My first competition, oh, yeah, yeah. this guy shoved a fucking rock of that ammonia salt up his nose and was lifting like that. Bleeding all over the fucking place. First of all, I didn't find out until after his third event that that that's, that's what he was doing. I thought his nose was <laughs> yeah. bleeding. I was like, man, way to put in the work, right? Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Come to find out he had a, a chunk of ammonia shoved up his fucking nose. Insane. Yeah. Insane. I don't know what the hell that did to his brain, but yeah. yeah. But I'm going to get some, I'm going to get me some, just a little, little can. It does to... dry out. So yeah, you're, you're going to have to like buy it every three months or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But um, it should be for the heavy days. Yeah, heavy as fuck. Oh, we got Max Week coming Max up. Coming up next oh, week. Way, one of the ways we lift, uh, we follow the 531 Jim Wedler program pretty hard. Um, I do, at least. Whereas Martin is uh, <laughs> trying to build a little poofy goodness, is what we call more it. Sexiness. Yeah, he's trying to be a sex muffin. Um, so he does uh, He does like sets of 10 and shit, where I don't go over 5. Yeah. I try and do heavy, uh, three sets of 5, most of the shit. And then 531, if you don't know the program, look it up. Right? Figure that shit out. (laughs) Read the book. Um, What's the other thing? Oh, I kickbox. Uh, I fucking love that shit. Punching Mm -hmm. people's faces. No, you're pretty fast for the big guy. I'm a big fat fucking dude, dude. And I hit hard. Yeah. Hit hard as shit. Oh, yeah. um, That punching bag that was in the gym, I was impressed. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I was like, man. It hurt my fucking head. I don't want to. It still hurts. Yeah, and then I saw that kick. I'm like, man, I don't want to get kicked by that, dude. Yeah. That's why I don't want to go to the gym. That's why I don't want to kick my (laughs) I do this jumping kick that's fucking vicious. And I'm a big fucking dude who can act. I can jump pretty fucking high for how big I am. It's pretty surprising. But, um, and I played soccer for like 12 fucking years. Mm -hmm. So I kick hard as fuck. Um, so when I jump kick, I'm a big guy. I'm almost mm-hmm. 300 pounds. I'd say I'm about 300 pounds right now. I'm a big fucking dude, strong as shit. Legs are like fucking tree trunks. And then I'm throwing my whole body into it in yeah. the air. So yeah, if I catch someone with that kick, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. Like just death. Instant <laughs> just death. Dead. Probably an explosion of self. <laughs> like a fucking anime. Yeah. Like just <laughs> explode. <laughs> body parts everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so I wrestled in high school. Fucking loved that shit. I was pretty damn good. Um... Just getting my ass kicked by Tatulu Kamatule constantly. Big ass Samoan dude beat the shit out Samoan of me. Guy. 
Yeah, he fucked me up. So I ended up getting pretty good at soccer again, 12 years, and I fucking love it. I'll play soccer every day. I would, <clears> man. <throat> I always get fucked up because I do everything like I do everything. Try to way, mm-hmm. way too fucking hard. I'm way too big to be running Then end much. up getting hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, and kickboxing is how I tore my bicep, which is weird as shit because I've been lifting for a long fucking time. Um, random ass, super hard hook. Didn't curve the elbow very much. Got caught at the wrist. Snapped my bicep. Had to get surgery. Took me out for four months. Now, <clears throat> I go about Monday and Friday for kickboxing. And uh, it's really because I like sparring. I got to mm-hmm. get that aggression out. Um, we go. I go to Forge Combat Academy in Camas. Um, Doug Frazier, he's a Muay Thai champion in Scotland. He's Scottish. He's hard as fuck to understand. Lanky fuck. Um, and he's, uh, he just broke his leg, so he's not really sparring too much. But, uh, yeah, and then Chris De La Rocha, he's the owner of the gym, and he is fantastic. UFC fighter, um, jiu-jitsu. I think he's working on his black belt now. He's brown mm-hmm. already. Um, so he's getting his black belt here soon. Which I guess is weapons. A lot of weapons training. Weapons. I didn't know that. Like the stick with the just stick or nunchucks or no, like fucking knife training, gun training, like how to get your a a knife away from somebody without getting cut. Like it was fucking crazy. They had these plastic and rubber shit they were going Mm -hmm. out of because he's practicing. You know, you got to practice. Yeah, yeah, for your belt. But uh, amazing gym, amazing people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What was the other thing? I love animals. We got a chinchilla, guinea pig, a fucking dog. We're gonna get some. Goats here soon because I fucking love goats. Um, <laughs> you have to mow your lawn anymore. Yeah, yeah. If my dog doesn't eat, them, oh yeah, which is going to be the hardest part to see whether or not my dog fucking eats the goats or not. But uh, all right, so I figured we'd kind of end this up. We talked about ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, did our nice introductions. Let's just go real quick. Goals, right? Yeah. Let's hear what your five-year goals is. Um, we don't really. I, I tell people, I don't like going over my 10-year goal with people because it's mm-hmm. nobody's fucking business, right? I'll go over a five-year goal and kind of just explain to people the direction I'm heading. Mm-hmm. And then I like uh, my finished goals, mm-hmm. right? What do I want to be when I'm done mm-hmm. working and doing all this other shit? I'll probably never stop working, right? It's not not the type of person I am. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll always have some fucking hustle Something going to do. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, what, do you, what do you see yourself trying to accomplish in five years? <laughs> well, I guess first of all, it would be career-wise. Okay. You know, I look at myself being in this company for a while. You know, I'm with NXT Telecom. You know, that's who, who they are. It was, that's a plug right there. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, advertising. Oh, I know, right. right. <laughs> NXT Telecom, directional drilling. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so it, it, got, it got started with by two guys, basically, who were already retired. They're friends. And they were like, hey, man, we're bored. Let's, let's do a directional drill company because that type of business, it's grown. The market is right. really high. Everyone is going underground, you know, all utility poles and stuff like that. They're going to bring power, you know, all utilities underground. So the market is pretty high, a lot of work. Well, it's constantly so, changing, right? Oh, yeah. Fiber optics yeah. now. You yeah, got 5G. So, yep, so now we're shit. doing the 5G. You know, I was doing yeah. Comcast, Coax for a while, you know, power, sewer. Um, now we're doing the 5G for Verizon, you know, all through upgrading all, all around here and, you know, other places, Colorado, you know, we got another building over there that I went over there for a couple of weeks and, um, sad. Yeah, it's really sad. right. <laughs> uh, it was, it sucked. The cold was, you know, it's just, I never worked in that type of temperatures and it, it sucked. 
yeah. you know, minus 20. But um, oh, kind of where I see myself now is, you know, I was talking with the CEO a couple of weeks ago and and he told me his plan, I guess, for the company plus me. You know, he's thinking, okay, Martin, you know, I, you know, we want to bring people up from inside the company. You know, we don't want to hire outside because if you hire outside, you start losing that family bond that you've already grown with these with these employees you know right. you, we, they want to see the employees themselves grow up and be these bosses you know they want right. to look 10 15 years down the road and say hey man i remember when when our ceo was digging ditches you know or was doing this you know and that's yeah. what he sees for me he's like yeah well, I, it I, makes I, your whole crew work harder yeah to see yeah. that somebody exactly. goes from the bottom to the top yeah yeah, yeah. exactly exactly so you know i was you know jumped on as a foreman a couple months you know well it's been a year became uh, supervisor a couple months later you know I'm operations manager you know just just because we're growing so fast and they like the way I work and you know so kind of from from here to from where I am right now to five years if the company goes well they're they're thinking if they get an offer they might sell it you know uh, yeah to but you? no 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 to there's another company called Daikon that's a bigger company they own a, a lot of these smaller companies you know Fine. but but um they're, they're either, you know, going to give it to someone, you know, depending on how it goes or sell it. And they're like, man, we want to see you, you know, just um, you're going to be operation manager. Maybe you'll be manager of the Northwest, you know, Northwest region, you know, oh, and then you'll be working under um, this this other bigger company as one of their executives, you know, because you're going to be moving up with that smaller company. So from five years from now, hopefully it's not there yet. Hopefully I'm just still as either operations manager or, you know, we'll have our our two-year plan for the company right now is to have three more cities under our belt. We already have Vancouver, Portland area, Colorado. We're thinking we're going to expand to Idaho, uh, Seattle, Arizona, Utah. You know, so kind of I would love to be in charge of kind of this region. You know, this side. Yeah. So I I like the way I, I see everything from the back office now. You know, the numbers coming in. And kind of that's where I want to be. I just I want to keep growing. You know, I, I know I'm going to be here. I know I'm going to be here for a while with NXT if everything goes well, you know, um, just if they oh, give me the will. opportunity. Yeah, right. It will go well. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> that's that. Um, you know, lifting, you know, gym-wise. Uh, strong as strong, fuck. Right, strong. <laughs> you know, I, w- there's a, on Instagram, there's a little, I don't know if you've seen it. It's um, kind of like, uh, what is it called? Uh, kind of like. Where you want to be with your strength, you want to lift like two times your body weight, you know, like right. and bench, you know, three times in squat, and that's kind of where my goal is. I want to, would like to hit that. But now going into a little bit more bodybuilding, I don't know if it's going to prevent it from getting to that point. Nah, no, you, you can so. do both. Fuck yeah. it. Everyone <laughs> says pick one. Fuck that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I make my body do what I want. Right. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. what are your lifts right now? Oh, okay, okay. What are your lifts now? <clears throat> now or, or best? Or ba- oh, ba- okay, I'll go to best lifts. Best lifts. Best lifts. Okay. okay. So my squat before, what was it? Before I started doing working nights, it was at four eighty five. Okay. I was going four ninety four ninety five, but then uh, I remember that video where I kind of throw everything down. Yeah. Yeah. So that was four ninety five. So four eighty five was my best on squat, bench. The last that I've no knew was two eighty five, but now that we're doing kilos, I don't even know what it is. At kilos, it's one hundred and ninety kilos. 185? Is that what it is? Holy shit. Or where are you at? Where are you at? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let me see. I think it was 100 and... 
190? Jesus Christ, that sounds like a lot of... Yeah, I'm going off a lot of kilos there. Let me see, let me see. Because my bench is 170 kilos. Is it? No, okay, then mine is... Oh, my bad. I was going (laughs) to say. Yeah, I was like, yeah, 190. No, um, it is uh, 135. 135. Okay. Did you actually hit that, or is that our yeah, working axis? Yeah, okay. I hit that. Yeah. I hit okay. That. So that's my 135. Um, okay. So I'll go off with kilo. I guess kilos. Kilo, uh, deadlift is 227. Um, that was when you know. Oh, actually, it's not 227. Take five off of that. 135 kilos is 297.6. No. Wait. What was it? 297.6. No way. <laughs> so we switched yeah. over to kilos yeah. after I hurt my arm. And uh, the main reason for me was uh, to trick us into lifting more weight because I'm not trying to sit here and convert constantly, right? So our lifts are going up exponentially, and we don't even fucking know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> put on, yeah, put another few five kilos on the uh, 200 right. kilo. What is that? I don't know. Just lift it. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. pick that shit up. It's only five kilos. <laughs> right, it's only five kilos. Which is what, like? It's like 10 11, pounds. 11 pounds. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like 2.25 is, uh, is kilos to pounds. Okay. So, anyway, so squat was... What? Four, I know the pounds. It was 475 was my... 485 was my best. Bench, the 297, I guess. Yeah. And then the deadlifts. I was going for the 500 uh, a couple of weeks ago. Didn't realize... Left, didn't put the collars on, which would have added up to the 500. But... I could get the five hundred. No problem. Easy. I could have no, no worries. Yeah. Five hundred. We'll call so, that five hundred. So I'll get I'll get it this Thursday. Right, exactly. I'll, get it Thursday. I'll do it for two. For a thousand. <laughs> just just a wrap out of some right. thousand. Uh um, yeah, so that's kinda of where I'm at. But yeah, I would like to I I would like to win a strongman competition. Ooh. Yeah, within the five years. At least. Midweight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Middle that's two hundred and thirty one. Under two hundred under yeah, under two hundred and thirty one. Yeah. 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 So I'm sitting when I would compete, I was sitting right around 225. Now I'm about 250. Yeah, 250. Quarantine. Yeah, quarantine. <laughs> 250. But I usually drop down to about 225, which is a lot, you know. Right. Well, it seems like it. Yeah. So 225, my first comp was at 217. This last comp that I did was, what, like a year and a half ago, almost two years, over at uh, at the War, War Room oh, yeah. in Salem. With Andrew. It was a good one. Yeah, that one was fun. I like that one. Uh, I was at 225 on that one. So, um, But yeah, I would like to at least win one competition. Kind of yeah. get everything a little higher. You know, I would like to see if I can get to where I'm like, you know, lifting double my weight. Or, you know, kinda that's where, where I want to be with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then look sexy. Look sexy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Not just sexy. Yeah, yeah. Martin doesn't cuss very often. <laughs> I do. It's like every other word. Um, so... On me, uh, real estate's huge. Um, I want to double my numbers. I'm probably about like 26, 27 for this year, and it's not over. I got three probably closing at the end of the year, so hopefully bring me up to about 30, which was my yearly goal, which is pretty fucking good, considering um, I had like two months of absolutely nothing. So, Mm -hmm. busting my ass this year. Um, So, as of actually pulled... Uh, or actually done. My best deadlift was 755. My best squat was 727. And my best bench was 405. So, again, bench is shit. Yeah, my bench yeah. is terrible. To where you have to be where you're having your deadlift and your squat compared to that. Right, I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, it's so everybody's going to be weaker at one thing. Yeah. Right? So, but, uh, but to but be fair, overhead? 
my overhead was 315. Oh, okay. okay. So that's not that's not terrible, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, so, right. Um, but right now, I'll go. I have it written down here because, of course, I fucking lift. Um, my squat max right now is 290, 290 kilos. Bench is 170 kilos. Deadlifts 300 kilos, and my overhead's 140 kilos. So. You can do math and shit. <clears throat> you can mm-hmm. do math if you want to do math. Well, no. Yeah, That's fuck that. Calculators. No. <laughs> um, so I'm definitely not where I'm what where I was, but uh, after a after a big injury like that, um, and a surgery and a recovery and all this other shit, yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, I'm coming back. So, dad lived about 300 kilos, somewhere around 600 and something pounds, which still isn't terrible, but. It's nowhere near where I was. Mm-hmm. 150 pounds off. That'll take some time to, to gain back. Um, and then what, a week ago, a little over a week now, uh, I was trying to deadlift. Pretty tired. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't working out very well. I got one. And then uh, we were talking about I used to deadlift uh, with a wider stance. And I've been trying to deadlift beltless, strapless, and with a with a skinnier stance. So I went beltless, strapless again for what? Two, 285 kilos. I think I was mm-hmm. pulling and, uh, I widened up my stance and boom, my back snapped about halfway up. I hit the ground, fell right over. <laughs> yeah. Sliced up my knee too. It oh, yeah. actually took yep. some skin it, off. Yep, I saw that. It's fucking nasty. Um, so this was probably one of the worst back ones I've had so far. Sorry, this table sucks. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they ended up, I'm not a person to ask for help, and it really busted my balls for myself. I had to have these my two gym partners pick me up. I could not stand up by myself. So I'm dealing with a back injury right now, but just like everything else, I said, fuck it. Yeah. And I've been lifting anyways. Yeah, you put on what, your squat? Had a heavy squat last week? Yeah, I did my sets of three. So that was like um, 90% of 290 kilos. Mm-hmm. Probably a good 265-ish, 270. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got that for three. So as long as I wear my belt and I keep my back where the way it should be, mm-hmm. nice and tight, um, yeah, I'm fine. But my wife wants me to go see a physical therapist. And see oh, yeah? If, Check the back out just in case. Yeah. yeah. Make it worse or something. Yeah, I don't want to fuck it up. Slip disc. Because that's what it felt like, a yeah. slip disc. It literally felt like someone grabbed my spine and just gave it a yank. Outwards, not inwards, so... <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, yeah. we're still lifting, doing some shit. We're almost at about an hour and a half, right? Yeah. Well, that's a little yeah. over an hour and yeah. a half. About mm-hmm. an hour and 40 minutes. So we can kind of close up here. Um, any closing statements? Yeah, no, it's just, you know what, I guess what we want to kind of show is just, you know, <clears throat> that, you know, it doesn't matter. We, you know, you can always start, you know, it. I guess, you know, there's always going to be help. You know, there's always like YouTube or other videos, right. you know, you can kind of start off and that's kind of weird. We're still on the learning curve, right. I guess, you know. I mean, I'm six years, seven years, yeah. six, seven years yeah. in. Yeah. And I don't, I don't mm-hmm. consider myself efficient at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we're still learning, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing. We're helping each other and whoever wants to come out to, you know, go over to, uh, hardcore, hardcore barbell. barbell and, uh. It's right off 78th and in Hazeldale. It's fucking magnificent. 9 o'clock. We'll be there. 9 p.m. So now we used to do mornings. Yeah. Um, We're doing nights now. So 9 p.m. If you guys want to come in and lift. 
um, show up. Don't ask me to change the time. Yeah, We've been yeah. over this I don't know how many times. I don't change the time. Yeah, we're not going to change anything for you. You got to come and do what we right. do. Yeah. Our time. Our time, yeah. our workout, all that other shit. Because this is... I don't know how many times somebody's like, oh, I want to come. Can you do it at like four? Sure, I'll show up at four. Oh, I can't make it. Well, fuck you then. You know, like, thanks for wasting my time. So, you guys want to lift, come and lift. I don't give a shit. I love getting huge. I love helping people get huge. You never get laughed at, yeah, right? Yeah. So, we're, we're huge. We're big on, we're always trying to make ourselves better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to be clowning, messing with the round, making fun of I mean, of we people. do fuck around. Okay, there is once We have there. a good time. Yeah. Right? But, but we're not going to actually make fun make of Make you stop lifting. You right. Know, it's, so, it's... You know, we want the strength community to grow. We want people to be happy, uh, healthy, and strong as fuck. Yeah, yeah I really yeah. want that. Um, if everybody was strong as fuck, I mean, so one of my big eye openers was uh, we did the ape caves, right? Oh, oh we're okay. back on yeah. another tangent. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so we did the ape caves, and we went up. And there's a part where you have to climb up about a seven foot wall, mm-hmm. and I was about three hundred pounds. I couldn't do it. I had to have four. We were with the young men, right? So. One adult pushing me from the bottom, and then four teenagers grabbing my backpack and pulling me up this fucking wall. So to save my own life, if I was down there by myself, something's chasing me, I'd have died. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it works. Yeah. So strength is underrated, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not strong, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? Get stronger. Get mm-hmm. happier. Get healthier. Mm-hmm. I mean, stop fucking around. You got one life. Let's fucking do this. Yeah, yeah. Have fun with it. Enjoy it. And have lots of sex. Oh, yeah. So much sex. Yeah, it sucked. I could have... It was a slow week. (laughs) Yeah, for him. For For me. For him, it was. Oh, no, I'm jealous of you. Yeah, you better be. Yeah. (laughs) Now, she's in the the other room. You don't have to be jealous of me. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. I don't share. Um, Yeah. I'm a jealous fuck, too. Anyways... Have a wonderful evening. Yeah, yeah. This is Thanks for listening to this. Yeah, this is Psychotic Strength. Psychotic Strength Psychotic Crew. Strength crew. Uh, logos will be up. Shirts. Yeah. Let's say we'll have things going up and ready. I like timelines. Okay. Right? So let's say by February. Yeah. We'll have something for you guys have to look at. bringing out. Yeah. So we'll put Multiple a timeline things. on it. And uh, we'll get some shit going, dude. Cool. All right, man. All right, so we're going to sign off. This is Tyler Toby motherfucking Townsend. And Martin... Geronimo? That's right, it is. Don't fucking say it wrong. It's Martin. Stop fucking around. All right. Love you guys. Okay, bye.